welcome to the Resonant Rest podcast. My name is Ocean. The Resonant Rest podcast is a podcast where I speak with musicians about rest, creative practice, sustenance, community, dreams, and more. This episode will feature a talk I had with my good friend Angelica Solomon. I very much hope you enjoy it. Here we go. to talk about you like if I'm going to introduce you what should I say uh Angelica Solomon (laughs) that's my last name yeah um I'm a poet musician uh spoken word artist uh learning to produce I do a little bit of theater work um writing plays and (laughs) such you do so many things (laughs) yeah um, I don't like to hold myself back, but uh, mm-hmm. I can definitely relate on uh, feeling the hustle and grind and feeling myself being ground by this pressure that mm. you describe. <laughs> yeah. I guess I feel like it's influenced a lot of my decisions. Like even in college when I was like, what should I major in in second year? You know, I had a, a decision to make between songwriting and performance and my my piano teacher wanted me to do performance and he was like, you should play on ships after college because you can make a lot of money or whatever. And I was like, I want to do songwriting. Like, I'm a songwriter. I've, like, been a songwriter since I was a child. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, who I am. And then, but, like, there's this other skill performance that would be good that would be, like, um, more financially useful or something I don't know I don't even know if that's true like songwriting is quite financially useful if you know what to do with it and they go hand in hand and you can be both it's true true. you can be both yeah 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 anyways can I ask you a question yes okay so what does creativity look like in your life and how does music play into it do you have particular rituals or like practices or routines yeah Cool question. Um, In my life, creativity looks like collaboration with Mm. friends. Um, I find that my creativity um, does really well when it's like playing Mm. with another person. (laughs) Mm. But I for sure have my own routines as well. Um, I try to write um, my morning pages when I wake up. I mm. uh, recently read, like, started reading The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. and it talks about like getting that psychic gunk out in the morning. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes I catch some really cool dreams and <laughs> jot them down. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and sometimes I catch like what's really going on in my mind mm. before the day starts. Where I'm like. What's the emotional tone of the day? Mm. <laughs> and just like free writing, getting stuff out. Um, I'm working on a manuscript of poetry. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the time creativity looks like um, <laughs> grappling with the concept of writing a manuscript mm. and sometimes coming up against my own self-doubt and um, turning to other poets to like read and feel inspired and then go into writing um I'll like 
set a timer for seven minutes. A poet named Julia Pileggi kind of taught me that. It's like, just mm-hmm. set a timer for seven minutes, write, pause it, and, um, you know, I'll, like, go and, like, read something and then, like, go back and, like, set a timer and just, like, write to a timer because then it's like, okay, I'm not just going to write until I hit my inner critic and then stop. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, push through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every couple months I'll, like, go back and look at that stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's cool yeah um and then sometimes I'll just be like on a walk and I'll just like hum a tune and like hit record on my voice notes Mm. and I'll just like have that tune and then sometimes the circumstances are just right where I'm like hmm I need something to work on and I'll like go back and visit those things and Mm. I find that creativity for me is like a long game So it's like, Mm. even if I'm just putting a seed down, it's a worthwhile seed. And like, um, moving away from like, capitalistic mindsets um, is something that is a part of my life. Mm. But it's like something I'm still learning. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I'm just creating because it connects me to my spirituality or Mm. connects me to my life force. Mm -hmm. Um, And... There's seasons. Mm. Like I find that there's seasons for generating creative work. There's seasons where I'm just doodling in my book a lot. And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Those are some of my favorite creative periods to look back on, even though no Mm. one might ever see those books. Or like, I might just personally go through those books and be like, wow, I was so inspired by life at this time. (laughs) And no one will ever see these (laughs) random line portraits you know? yeah like whatever that's beautiful yeah wow you've just said so much stuff to chew on yeah that's amazing it is interesting like how in seasons of output I feel like those they almost feel less creative to me I'm thinking of like when I've finished an album and mm. then it's time to like try and promote it and like yeah. book shows and like <laughs> be talking to people about it and stuff, you know, all that stuff. It kind of it feels like a season where creativity isn't as easy. <laughs> yeah. So. It's like, oh shit, now I have to be perceived yeah. on a deep level where like you yeah. see like everything that my heart was going through the last year yeah yeah um and then being kind of detached from that work too Mm. I sometimes come up against oh this is my old work yeah I've definitely felt that too yeah yeah it's interesting with my most uh recent EP though I feel like now a year after I released it I'm like very ready to like play the music now and like talk about it and I still like the songs you gotta let it marinate yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I wonder if I should have just waited to release it until I like felt this way maybe you needed to release it to feel this way maybe I needed to release it to feel this way that's a good point yeah it's so ugh anyways yeah can I ask you a different question now yeah okay to balance creative time resting time everything else Do you set goals? Do you just let life happen? What do you see when you imagine a life with enough time to create rest and do everything else? Oh, my God. Amazing question. Well, like, I like to manifest with the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, hear me out. I like to, like, plan. um, Okay, like, 
what is the season and cycle of my life right now? And like, mm. how is it aligning? If it's like a full moon, sometimes I find myself feeling like more energized or pushed or like mm. the moon cycles and the seasons. Um, there's different seasons, like as yeah. you mentioned, you know, so I'm like in the summer, I find myself like having a lot of output. And then in the winter, I like really withdraw and go deeper into my creation mm. or like into my rest. Mm -hmm. um, kind of they go hand in hand. And then like in mm. the spring, I find myself like, oh, I want to see people. I want to share this work. Like I want to write new poems too, like in different seasons. I find balancing balancing rest comes in after I've created something that's taken a lot of emotional energy mm. I need to withdraw mm. um, especially if it's like you know as you describe like this promotional phase where it's like recently working on the bird play for example which I did for those of you listening who don't know <laughs> it's like this play that I did with some friends that we wrote that we produced the music for and everything and we got a whole bunch of press for it and we had like all our friends come out and see it and then after that I'm just like okay I am I've given so much of myself I've poured so much of myself out I've shared so much of my heart like and cleared space of myself to be these characters or to sing these songs night after night you are many characters in that play <laughs> many characters I was not expecting that <laughs> I was like, wow, you're everyone here. You played everyone. It was fun. Everyone except Baby Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of different voices. And then it's like sometimes when you're performing and like as an artist doing all these things, you're like wearing every hat. You're like mm, playing every role. Yeah. Like you're your own promoter. You're your own social media person, mm -hmm. your own agent I don't know <laughs> yeah I feel like even just writing a play is like a job for many people yeah. even just like the writing only yeah. yeah totally totally and then now I just feel in this complete season of like okay I did that there's three months left of the year and I spent this whole year like working so hard responding mm -hmm. to emails trying to keep up with life and the grind and Part of me feels fulfilled by that. Doing that work makes me feel alive and connected and in harmony with, mm. like, my life's purpose. But um, then when I sit down to manifest with the moon, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am manifesting time with my partners. Yeah. And I'm manifesting, like, lots of days of sleeping in. Mm. And healthy meals and yeah um mm -hmm. time to be still and like celebrate too we just like live in a culture of like constantly racing mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. so it's really nice to like look back and collect the lessons of what you've done and sit with your work and be like I did this mm. we did this I'm proud I don't have to do anything right now um, <laughs> or like if there's something coming up, it's always nice to look forward to things. But like if there's something coming up, can I just like carve out space to just take a breath? There's something you said that I'm wondering if you want to elaborate on. Yeah. You said creation and rest go hand in hand. Yeah. What did you mean by that? Yeah. Well, it's like 
if I'm creating something, if I'm working on a piece or um, trying to finish a project, I can't just like sit and do the project for eight hours a day. Mm, yeah, so true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's an so important like, point. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like I need to like go for a walk, read a book, get inspired, watch a movie. Yeah, and like changing what I think of as creating time hmm. is something I learned from my mentor, Shalene Knight. As we were planning, okay, I'm going on tour. Hmm. Um, and I have like these projects that I want to finish. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, well, you don't have to put your so much pressure on yourself to like write in the same way you do while you're gone. Hmm. Um, anything can be, can feed into your art and your creativity. So I'm like, hmm. okay, well, the way that the moon is shining tonight is probably going to find its way in my poem or, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this experience that I had with my friends is is part of the the song I'm writing mm-hmm. or the poem I'm writing or... Yeah. Um, it's, it's giving me... It's giving me the life force I need to to carry over and let, like, create from that place of abundance and mm-hmm. not being drained and being like, okay, my cup is empty, Mm -hmm. but I have nothing to create or I'm stuck. I'm at a writer's Mm -hmm. block. It's like often you just need to fill your cup and Mm -hmm. then you pour it out. It'll like overflow into creativity. Yeah. That's a good reminder. (laughs) I guess it's interesting how I've, how I've conceptualized the question as if creativity, rest and everything else are separate as if creativity is only output and rest is only maybe stationary and everything else is just everything else maybe it doesn't even make sense as a question I think I'm still gonna ask it but (laughs) you just made me think about how like the concept of of creativity and the concept of rests are constructed in my mind in specific ways yeah and it came out in the question yeah that's interesting can we talk about sustenance sustenance yes how do you sustain yourself we could talk about income, food, feeding your spirit, or anything else that comes up when you think of what sustains you. Mm. I like the word sustenance because it makes me feel like I'm like running a slow and steady, or like I'm on a slow and steady journey. You know, mm. like I need sustenance. Like, I have, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's a cool image. Yeah. Um, I think sustenance, how I sustain myself, and I can't say that I always do this, but the goal is to be doing my practice and my art for my whole life. So I can't burn out by the time I'm 20. Oh, you mean like for the course of your life, not just like for all of the things that are in your life. You mean like you want to do it until you die? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I want to be a poet until I grow old and I forget how to speak, Mm. you know? (laughs) So I can't um, hustle so hard that I have nothing left to give Mm. by the time I'm 27, Mm. you know? Um, 27, very specific. (laughs) Well, I'm 25 now, so I'm like, you know, can... Is the pace I'm going sustainable over the next year, the mm. next five years, the next ten years? Like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to tire myself out. Um, and um, I think a lot of that is saying no to things mm. 
that are not nourishing me. I think nourishment is like a good thing to keep in mind when I'm like, mm. how can I sustain this practice? Mm -hmm. Okay, is my art nourishing me or is it is it pulling me into this rat race? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it sometimes you do feel pulled in the rat race. And so yeah, again, this conversation is actually a good reminder to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Of what I really want with my yeah. art. Yeah. 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 I think what we want changes too. Yeah. I think my community sustains me. Mm. It's like when I'm not sustaining myself, I have people looking out for me too, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like the financial aspect of it, which is like sometimes writing a grant is part of that sustenance and it feels like hustling, mm -hmm. but okay, hey, I have to talk to myself. I'm like, if I write this, then I don't have to work at a corporate office part-time <laughs> or, you yeah. know, like I can get someone else to help me with my sustenance, which there's those kind of opportunities are out there. But it's mm -hmm. like learning and committing to that and just like moving out of a scarcity mindset, I think, is part of sustenance, too, because mm. um, a lot of the time. I actually have what I need to be sustained. Mm. I have home. I have food. Mm -hmm. I have people that love me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be fine. And part of that is privilege, mm -hmm. you know, like recognizing that. But part of that is also the world I've created because of the decisions I've made to commit to sustaining myself. Mm. You know, like... Mm -hmm. um, as an artist, like, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. And these are the opportunities that I can step towards in good faith that mm. like, what I call in will come into mm. my life. And a lot of the time I find that I actually have more than I need because of community, like, mm. like friends offering me gigs and people wanting to collaborate with me and mm -hmm. um, people wanting to help me write grants or like looking over something I've written, you know, like mm -hmm. all of this feeds into me being able to stand on my feet. <laughs> mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Knowing that I'm not doing it alone mm -hmm. helps. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any dreams about the future? A musical dream? A creative dream? Oh my god, I have so many dreams every day that I need to hone them in. <laughs> <laughs> you are a big dreamer, actually. I feel like you have inspired me to dream a lot. By nature, I'm not really a dreamer. I'm yeah. more of a realist, I would say, or like, uh, let's deal with what's happening in the present. And then once that's done, then rest kind of person. Yeah. That's kind of like how I yeah. operate, You're I like guess. Like step by step. Step by step, yeah. yeah. And I love I love planning. Yeah. But it's more about controlling possibilities yeah. than it is about dreaming. And lately, I feel like since you and I have been collaborating more, yeah. I feel like I've been dreaming like yes. a lot more. <laughs> I love that. I love to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, our band that we started, Glow Motive, mm -hmm. is kind of like a little dream, like a mm -hmm. little, like I feel like we planted the seed and like now we just have like a little, a little tiny plant with the sprout. Yeah. Then, you know, you just water, you water yeah. your dreams like a garden. You yeah. Know? So yeah. like I'm pouring water on different dreams. I have some solo dreams which mm. is like even my solo dreams I recognize are so interdependent mm. with um collaborations but 
yeah, writing my manuscript of poetry, putting out new music has been a dream that like, I think I seeded maybe like two years ago. Um, seeded? Yeah, you know, you just like seed a little dream, like planting it in oh, the soil. Oh, like, yeah, like sorry. Like if the dream was a seed, just like <laughs> yeah, popping yeah. it in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to put out music. Um, I'm like both a poet and musician, so mm-hmm. um, finding ways to like marry those two. Mm. And also I want to like learn to produce music. I've recently like had some major green lights for this project of like South Asian mm. um, poets that are non-binary cool. and um, women. And um, we have we have the means to like put out a digital publication. So I'm kind of balancing that. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then it's a matter of like, not putting too many dreams on my plate. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like, you know, keeping track of them and like mm. gi- giving like sunlight, love, water to each each dream. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely someone that's like, let's just dream the biggest dream. <laughs> and and then like, you know, mm-hmm. you then you just take one step towards it at a time. And then you look back five near five years from now and you're like, oh wow, I made some really good friends. I did some shit I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's the art to show for it. Aww, <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. What about music production interests you? Like, what do you, do you have any elaborations on wanting to produce music? I think producing music is actually kind of magic. The way that you can capture sound mm. and it's kind of like Mickey Mouse in Fantasia where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like everything's like moving around you. Mm. Um, I was really inspired by um, being in Loeb Studios. It's like this studio in Vancouver where there's speakers like in the ceiling, the floor and all around. And mm. um, my partner is has some music that's going to be playing there. And oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and I was just like basking. I was like listening in on some stuff mm. and basking in the way that a sound could move around the room. Mm. And like the way that a sound could be at the center of the room and mm. a sound could be flying over you. And I'm like, of course, like not all music production is for a room <laughs> that has speakers like that. Mm. But just the concept of making a sound like float around in a track. Mm-hmm. And like sprinkling it in and bringing it, in. it's like you're making an environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people will opt into like listening to that mm-hmm. to like calm down or dance or like feel alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. 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 I I just like painting the pictures that are in my head Yeah, when I produce. I feel like that's what it's about for me. I feel like I I hear stuff and I just like want to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Following your intuition and then like looking back and being like, whoa, I just made a a soundscape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just told a story. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. I think I have one more question. Can I ask it? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to nurture or change 
here and now in the musical community? What a potent question. <laughs> <laughs> potent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to nurture. I like this. This is kind of like what I do with my moon manifesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to nurture a world in which like non-binary and women musicians feel safe and comfortable um, and inspired to do things themselves and not rely on any shitty producers or <laughs> <laughs> how would you say um, I'd like to remove toxic masculinity mm. from the world, yeah. <laughs> but especially in the music industry. Mm. Um, I feel like it's so rampant mm -hmm. and I feel the needle shifting in my communities mm -hmm. and I feel myself seeding that change in my life mm. just by saying, hey, I'm going to learn to do these things so that nobody can gatekeep me, which is exciting. And of course, um, I would like to create a world for myself where I'm, I feel so nurtured that I can just like crush my self-doubt. It's like, mm. what did I say to myself? It's like, once I crush my self-doubt, it's <laughs> over for, <laughs> I want to say the expression, it's over for you bitches, but like <laughs> more so it's just like, it's just like, okay, that will be, that will be when I can really stand, mm. you know? Mm. Um, so just like nurturing a culture of experimenting and being mm. okay to make mistakes. Because mm. I think that's what holds a lot of musicians back is yeah. being afraid to put out something bad or mm -hmm. being afraid of um, growth. And part of growth is, is starting small, like mm. starting somewhere, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So not being afraid of that. Um, yeah. And just like, uh, even just speaking this into existence is helpful for me, but nurturing practice mm. and, you know, like making a little ditty as my singer, singing teacher, vocal teacher, Erica D says, just mm -hmm. like, just make a little ditty <laughs> in our voice lessons. Like she's like mentored me and taught me about her practice of like, just like making something on the loop pedal mm. or just like laying something down that's rough and just like mm. nurturing playfulness in making music. Yeah, playfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas has a dream about improvisational shows, I think. Nice. Where like people get together and... Did I tell you he was actually listening to some work I was doing with your poems? Nice. And he was thinking about how cool it would be to have, like, some musicians who are improvisers and just get them in a room with a poet who has a poem oh and God. then do, like, a video series of, like, somebody saying their poem and, and these musicians just, like, playing along to it as it happens. I love sort that. Sort of series. I love that. Which would be, like, very <laughs> playful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, we've kind of done that with my poetry. You just, like... Yeah, we just, have. Like, yeah. It's just, just like, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you, but it's, just it's still me. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoy that kind of playing, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And there's this cool thing that happens in improvisation 
where like your ears are so open and you're just waiting to see what happens next in a different kind of way than yeah. you are if everything is planned. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You just have to be so present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's cool. true because sometimes I dissociate in a performance. Like it happens once mm-hmm. in a while, you know, you're just like going through the motions of the piece or mm. the song, the poem, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're improvising, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're just doing it. You gotta be awake. Yeah, I've definitely um, been not in my head while I was improvising before. Yeah. Once I like blacked out completely and I didn't remember what I played, and I like looked up and everybody was like cheering a lot, and I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I just played. You just channeled. I think you yeah, just maybe maybe I did. You're like you know like Sasha Fierce, like you like you just like don't even. I don't know. You know, Beyonce has, like, Sasha Fierce. Oh. She just, like, doesn't even know what happens. Right. Okay. I didn't know that's what that was. <laughs> I've heard her say that before. Uh, maybe I just made that up. <laughs> okay. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. I think I used to black out playing because I was nervous. I would get, like, really mm. nervous, and I would just, like, go to a place and not remember what happened. Sometimes I don't remember what happened. Mm. Like, people would be like, how was that? Like, <laughs> how was what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say or you want to add or you want to talk about? Hmm. I appreciate talking about rest mm-hmm. at a time where I just, like, deleted my social media. You did? Yeah, I didn't, like, delete my account. I just, like, okay. deleted it off my phone. Oh, yeah, nice. Cool. Which is so unlike me. I'm usually, like, mm. gotta post once a day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just reached a point where I was, like, I am out. I have output so much. Yeah. And fuck an algorithm. I'm a human. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I knew I would reach that point. I was just, like, going so hard this whole year. I I feel like coming out of the pandemic Mm. um, and the pandemic like kind of taught us what rest could look like. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, how do I move forward and incorporate the things that have actually changed my life for the better? Mm -hmm. Um, And like be super compassionate to myself when I'm not keeping up with the pace of before, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because I feel like going back, we're all like, okay, like (laughs) (laughs) what's the next project? And yeah. Of course, like, I do have the next projects lined up, mm-hmm. but I also just want to, like, take a moment mm-hmm. and, yeah, like, just go on a writing retreat or... Cool, yeah. Yeah, just, like, let my friends know I'm busy and can't, <laughs> like, can't keep up with social things this week or, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, I'm a Libra, so <laughs> I'm, like, a very much a people pleaser. Does that mean... It's your birthday now? Oh, my God. It is my birthday now. Like when? Like October 14th. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's going to be my birthday soon. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm hoping to go to the spa on my birthday and just, like, bathe in a pool of water. Cool. Before the end of this episode, I would just like to say hello one more time and let you know that you can contact me. Please contact me. If you have anything you want to say, you want to tell me you liked, you want to talk about, you can DM me on Instagram 
at ocean.pendarker, O-C-E-A-A-N-P-E-N-D-H-A-R-K-A-R. You can also email me at oceanpendarker at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. To end this episode, I am going to play one of Angelica's songs slash poems, Honey Queen. And just before I play that, I will play a clip of them speaking about the song. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Honey Queen is a queer erotic love poem. Um, It was definitely a season of output. And (laughs) I find that sometimes, I said creativity and rest go hand in hand. Mm. Sometimes creativity and love go hand in hand, you know? It's like the seasons just align and then... Mm-hmm. And then everything feels like gold silk and mm. you gotta write a poem and make a video <laughs> and put it on Spotify. I don't know. <laughs> That's just how I do, but cool. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming here and for speaking so many beautiful things. A pleasure. For sunflower I've spent hours frozen beneath the shadow of guilt, the voice deep and rumbling like fear, calloused paternal fingers tightening around my throat, obey every crooked nail in the jewelry, pointing to the words, woman of substance. Jagged mountains in my shoulder Want to be more Like sheets of mist Like sweet breath moving, moving Over our sleeping bodies Your back pressed against my back Then I wake From a dream In which we are wrapped elegantly In shrouds of gold mouth stained purple by ripened blackberries, your hair a rhododendron bush in full view, visited by the hummingbirds, their pink throats shimmering, blushing for you, the river washing us, cold, holy, complete. The day cracks open like a jar of honey. Sunlight slowly silkening the room, thick and warm. You bless the morning with your hips rolling circles, your hands and knees kneeling beside me, the bed springing tender and white like snowdrops of early March. Outside the starlings, iridescent, and the northern flickers with their burning wings of red. The chickadees singing, look at me, look at me.
worship the fresh air. Everything you do, prayerfully, every word you speak is wisdom to me, sunflower woman. I know your laughter, bellowing through the garden yellow, your smile, blooming calamine, bending toward the light, your laughter, bellowing through the garden. This good city honks its horns for you, shakes its tambourines for you. The bees want to dance in your presence. The spring breeze wants to lift your feet above the earth. The ocean winds want to howl for you. The sand burns our feet. The world is not big enough for you. Goddess of softness, goddess of flowing water, Forget me notes, bloom in your footsteps. One day I will take you here, here, and here. The place I was born, the place you could have been born, the place beyond that. The village we spent all our days in another life. I remember you feeding the chickens there, growing the plum trees, your fig trees, tending to your altar. Dancing in the temple of our home. Honey queen, you wake me in the morning. Singing that low bee hum. And every life we've lived hums in me also. Here, frozen waterfalls gush at the sight of us. Fat plums, purple and warm, fall at our feet. We laugh, we laugh. There is no guilt here. We eat, there is no scarcity of love, we are whole. You deserve.